Hey, my podcast family, welcome back to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Today we're in Psalm 95, and I'll be reading from the New International Version, and it reads, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is a great God, the great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth, and in the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if only you would hear his voice. Do not harden your hearts as you would be like, as you harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did in the day of Manasseh, in the wilderness, where your ancestors tested me. They tried me, though they had seen what I did. For 40 years I was angry with that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they have no one, and they have not known my ways. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. You know, I remember an older minister from my childhood that would recite this psalm from memory. It would be our call to worship. And I think that was an appropriate psalm to bring us into worship. Don't you? Come, let us sing before the Lord. Let us sing for joy of the Lord. It was just a great introduction. And I was always awestruck as a little girl that he could could recite many of the psalms from memory. I can't do that now. (laughs) What category do you think this psalm falls under? Is it praise or is it thanksgiving? And even though it thinks about thanking God, I think this one falls more toward prayer. I mean praise. When you come to the Lord with shouts and to thank him for what he's done, reflecting on his greatness, remembering that he made the world. So it's a Thanksgiving psalm, and it doesn't have an author. If I don't mention author, it's because there's not one there. So it's an unknown person. I find verse 7 to be captivating in this psalm. For he is God and we are his people. I love that. This goes back to the covenant, the agreement that we entered in when we accepted Christ as our Savior. I just love it. But of course, it was written for the Israelites, so it's remembering their covenant, (laughs) you know, that they made with God. Next comes a realistic plea or warning for us not to harden our hearts. But you know, we often do. When we hear the Spirit advising us to do something and we don't, that's us hardening our hearts. When we know the right thing to do and we're not going to do it anyway, that's hardening our hearts. When we are unkind to others, knowing that that isn't a fruit of the Spirit, that's a hardening of our hearts. And we do that, don't we? When God asks, when God asks of us, you know, whatever He asks us of, ask of us, it's always in our best interest. So it doesn't make sense for us to say no. 
You know, anything that he asks us to do is always going to be with our best interest and others as well. And it's always going to be in line with his word. Sometimes it may be uncomfortable because he forces us to step out of our little comfort zone because he he has placed more in each of us than what we can ever imagine and the only way it comes to fruition is when we trust him so yeah it's going to be uncomfortable but that's when we learn how to walk by faith think of the other I mean our earlier brothers and sisters in Christ immediately when Christ ascended into heaven what do you think they were thinking of right they had a hard life a hard life but they continued to trust God and they've received their reward they're part of that cloud of witnesses that are looking over us our sisters and brothers who are in countries that are hostile to the gospel are suffering for Christ and they're walking It's always in our best interest to follow God. And we must develop an ear to hear him. This psalm speaks of how the Israelites hardened their heart in verses 8 and 9. God says, they tested me. (laughs) And then he also says that they didn't enter into his rest, meaning the promised land. There was a consequence for that because of that disobedience. Personally, I don't want God to allow me to suffer the consequences of my disobedience with him. So I'm always asking the Holy Spirit, please tell me if I'm doing something wrong. (laughs) If I'm doing something in my own strength or if you've told me no and I've decided to do it, please convict me. And I think all of us should do that. But it's not fearing the punishment, but more so just wanting to be And there's no way we can be, but wanting to be as good to God as he is to us. We know we can't be, right? But at least don't you want to? Don't don't you want to honor the God who loves you and provides for you every day? Yes. So come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation because he is our God. And we are his people. Lord, we thank you for reminding us that you are our God. And that we are your your people, your children. Help us to not put you to the test, Lord. But help us to continue to walk by faith. As we go through this season of caregiving. Season of divorce, perhaps. A season of having to say goodbye to a loved one because you call them home, the death of a friendship, perhaps of another relationship. Maybe we're starting another career, Father. Whatever it is, help us to trust you. We don't want to wander in the wilderness. (laughs) We want to be right by your side. And so help us in this season, Father, to continue to trust you and to come into your presence with joy and singing, remembering that you are our God and that we are your people. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, my podcast family, go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.